this is Spoken by Ellsworth, a Femdom Hypnosis Podcast, Season 4. What would you do for a lover? Hear that again, pay attention. What would you do for a lover? Some will take that to heart and right away list numerous acts of service and devotion that they do for a specific lover. Well-trained boys can easily answer that question. But there is another way to hear it, isn't there? What would you do for a lover? To have one to hold caress, to find that someone who goes from friend to fuck buddy, playmate, and more. Lover doesn't always mean casual, does it? But it does bring to mind a certain level of passion, of heat radiating between two bodies. A lover is exciting. So what would you do? How far would you be willing to go? How much work would you put into it? This session is in honor of February, that month that brings to my mind prom. As I mentioned in episode 56, the smug feeling of having a date the anxiety of hoping to find a date, the social status of having the right date, or hell, going without, (laughs) just skipping the affair entirely, like Valentine's Day. But you don't want to skip it. You don't want to be alone. If you did, you wouldn't be creating this relationship and you never would have pressed play on a session titled For a Lover. The following is a session that's all about finding, having a lover. Not just for sex, but the actual energy of that relationship. It begins with a confusion script and, like other sessions, it takes you deep into trance to explore these emotions, ideas, and to tell you the how to. Actionable steps that you can begin today. You may wake with new enthusiasm. You may also wake with a new determination, or if you wake with a feeling of less, of knowing you have missed the mark, continue to miss the mark, and you're so damn tired of missing the mark, go on and return to the press play session in episode 55. And sort yourself out, boy. Find a place where you can be comfortable 
unlikely to be interrupted and get ready for today's session. This is For a Lover, spoken by Ellsworth. I want you. I want you to make yourself as comfortable as possible and just listen to the sound of my voice. And as you do, you may be aware of other sounds going on around you, but know that they're not important. They do not matter at all so you can dismiss them out of your awareness and focus your mind entirely on what I'm saying. And I will be talking to you about numbers. And each and every time I mention the word number or numbers, I want you to relax your entire body just a little more than it already is. Just relax your body a little deeper and when I say a number after the word number, for example number five or number six, I want you to go that times more deeply relaxed and comfortable. And most of us know all our numbers, from one to as far as we can count, or imagine that we can count those numbers as far as they will go, and how those numbers can stretch into infinity. And many even know the numbers in another language and can count fluently in that language, and sometimes even more than one, perhaps four or five different languages. So I want you to start with the number one and just think about the number one and what it can mean and what you associate with the number one. Perhaps you consider your mistress to be your number one if you have one or maybe you think of yourself being number one. After all, oneself is often referred to as one. And we possess only one of so many things. One nose, for example, one head and one neck. And as you think of your one nose, perhaps you could take a deep breath a deep breath in through those two nostrils and breathe out. 
and it would be nice if your head and your neck were as comfortable as they could possibly be. So if you need to move, to go deeper into relaxation, then please do so. Relax that head and your neck and breathe in one more time through those two nostrils, relaxing that nose and breathe out. And of course, there are many things that you have two of. Two hands, for example. How do those hands feel now? Are they relaxed? Are they open or closed? If there is any tension at all in one of those two hands, then please let it go. Imagine it flowing out of those fingers, the four fingers and one thumb on your right hand, and the four fingers and one thumb on your left hand. Let them relax, let go. Notice any sensations in those two hands, perhaps warmth and comfort, maybe tingling, and be aware of the temperature of the air on those hands. Notice where the air touches the skin and where those hands are resting as you relax them completely one by one easily effortlessly then be aware of those two feet resting there side by side and notice how those two feet feel. Are they heavy yet? If not, let them become heavy. What is the position of those feet? Notice it now. Where do they rest? Is anything touching those feet? Perhaps already those two feet feel as though they no longer belong to you. And yet they do. For they are your two feet. And you have five toes on the end of each one. Five toes on your right and five on your left and go five times more deeply relaxed. Going back to the number two, notice the relaxation in those two arms, the left and the right, and where they are joined by the wrists to the hands. And feel that relaxation 
spreading all the way up and down those two arms and wrists and your two hands. Your two legs can relax too and even as you become aware of the position of those two legs you already realize that they are becoming heavy too. In fact, your whole obedient body is relaxing and becoming heavy and comfortable. Relaxing easily, effortless, going deeper still. And even before you think of the number three, you might find yourself wondering what you have three of. For you know that you have three fingers, but there are more as well. In fact, including your thumbs, you probably have more than three sets of these three digits. And the same goes for your toes. But what else can you equate to the number three? Perhaps for you, it is a lucky number. After all, don't people say that the third time will be lucky? Or perhaps you know people who are one of three children or are born in the third month of March or even on the third day. Number three may mean something completely different to you. And if so, that's fine. Just let yourself focus on the number three, the three sides of a triangle and how they join up to make just one shape. Number four can be easier to associate things with. After all, there are four elements, fire and water, earth and air. For you are breathing in that air now as you drift four times deeper into comfort, into relaxation, feeling four times more comfortably relaxed and at ease. And we haven't even reached the number five yet, although you are already aware of certain parts of your body of which there are five, and these are already relaxed. Your five fingers on the right hand and the five on your left and your five toes on the right foot and five on the left. In fact, your whole body is relaxing very nicely and it would be nice to allow your mind to relax too. Perhaps you can discover the pleasure of letting your mind wander. Sometimes it drifts back to when we were a certain age. And five 
seems to be a nice easy age for people to remember. An age when children often become aware of their surroundings and their place in the world. For you can be aware of your surroundings as you rest here, nice and comfortable. And even with your eyes closed, can you remember the details of the room in which you are resting? And can you recall where you were five hours ago or five days? And be aware of your body resting here. Aware of the time of day and the time of year. Noticing how comfortable and rested you are as you enjoy these sensations of peace and tranquility. Be aware that there is nothing to do but relax and let go. You can allow your mind to wander wherever it will, backwards or forwards in time, even sideways to events that are happening in your present day knowing that none of this matters very much right now. There is a time to attend to what needs to be attended and a time to relax. And this is your time to relax and feel comfortable. Now, think of the word number and how it is spelled with the same letters as the word number, number, number. And in a moment, I'm going to count the numbers from five down to one. And with each and every descending number, I want you to imagine your body from your shoulders all the way down to your toes Becoming number and number. Five. Going five times more deeply relaxed as your body becomes number. Four. Four times more deeply relaxed than it previously was. And your body, from your shoulders down, feel heavy and numb. Three. Three times more deeply relaxed and comfortable. Heavy and numb. Numb and heavy. Two. I want you to double that relaxation. You are feeling so comfortable and so safe so open and obedient. And one, your whole body is heavy and relaxed, numb and heavy and so relaxed. I will be quiet for a few moments 
as you take yourself even deeper down. And when you next hear my voice, you will be in the perfect state of mind in which you are ready and happy to accept the suggestions that I offer. Relationships have risk, the risk of entering the wrong one, the risk of not finding the right one, the risk of taking a relationship for granted, forgetting about those magical moments during the early days of NRE, new relationship energy. Relationships take work both sides, all sides. Some say relationships require a give and take on both sides. You take what I give. You follow where I lead. I don't mind some give and take, but never confuse this with a vanilla pursuit. My ability to compromise is compromised, and you wouldn't have it any other way. Your need to be controlled is evident. Relationships have a risk, yes, but the reward, it's beyond measure. The reward of that successful seeking, seducing using the words that work just right on a mind like yours, on a personality like yours. So I promised you actionable steps. So let me teach you something about seeking. You will alternate between subjective and objective. And you will learn more in this session about what to do for a lover than you'll ever find in porn or a men's magazine. Let's practice with a simple idea. See yourself as you sit in your favorite coffee shop and read a book. Feel yourself there the weight of the book or e-reader in your hands, the music or sounds around. It's familiar, comfortable. While you are reading, see yourself from a third-person perspective, as objectively as possible. It will be difficult at first, and that's okay. 
You may recall this happening in one of the Sabriel stories of mistress eyeing him. Pretend you are him. See yourself as I might see you. Be objective. Imagine yourself as me seeing you for the very first time. Maybe you're wearing those faded jeans that fit just so. And that blue t-shirt, it's on its last leg, but you can't part with it yet. And you have the book in hand. It's held at a 72 degree angle. The coffee cup is three inches ahead. The coffee is currently 94 degrees and is cooling at a rate of 1.5 degrees per minute. Then switch back into the subjective view and read your book and immerse yourself in the story. And now, back to objective. Keep switching back and forth. It's one of the few times where I'm encouraging you to switch. Now, enter a simple conversation of little significance. Create a specific objective and plan the conversation as objectively as you can. Plan what you will say. Try to anticipate what they will say, and then what you might say when they say that. Are you going to argue that this is too much thinking, too much work, and that you prefer it all flows naturally? Do you have what it takes to do this for a lover? Because this isn't just for meeting the stranger, it's also for practicing your role as a natural submissive. Practice makes perfect. Those men that you envy who seem to have it oh so easy and that always get the attention that you desire, the commitment that desperately is needed. I promise you that they practice. They honed their talents and worked for what they wanted. What did they do for a lover? Everything required. When you're in the actual conversation, switch to subjective mode. Smile at the other person when you are speaking. Hold eye contact, if appropriate. Remember to lower your eyes if not. Enjoy the interaction. Feel whatever emotions are called up. Feel them in the moment as much as you can. And after the conversation is finished, switch back to objective mode and take notes. Now, this will feel strange, I know. Most people just cruise along in subjective mode and only go into objective mode 
when they must. Think of this like you would exercise. Developing this skill will take time and patience, but it will make you better. It will make you a prime candidate for a lover. Most things are infinitely complicated from a subjective view, but simple and basic from an objective view. Once the feeling of love is turned on, it's extremely difficult to think objectively. We all know people who've been in bad relationships. Everyone from the outside, the objective side, could see it for the train wreck it was. But from within the relationship, subjective, they thought everything was fine or not nearly as bad as others made it to be. For a submissive man, either owned or seeking, stepping into objective mode is vital. You're not just any man in any old relationship that's relying upon emotion alone to keep the fire stoked. You're a man who has aimed high for a mistress, a woman who is not only willing to take you on as a project, but also willing to see the possibility of perfection in you, to tell others proudly that you are hers. She has claimed you and that you are worth her time and effort. You. Want a way to practice restraint? Developing the ability to restrain from doing something you want to do is, of course, the only way to build up that restraining muscle. You claim you'll do just about anything and everything for a lover, so surely spending time purposefully restraining yourself. And no, not just for October or No Nut November is wise. So here's an idea, just an example. How about you stop cussing? Stop cursing. Maybe alternate days or choose one hour a day with no cursing at all. It's so easy for those to just slip out, isn't it? Put on your Margaret manners and choose clean speech. Perhaps save all the naughty for fun times. Now, wouldn't that make for a perfect pendulum swing from charming mannerly gentleman to dirty talking eager lover? When was the last time a woman felt a jolt of electricity deep inside from your words? Or hey, if you don't curse, what if you decide to practice a bit of intermittent fasting? 
set an upper limit on when you will stop eating, like choose to not eat past 7pm for example. Just choose a time and stick to it. And do not tell anybody what you are doing or why. You're not looking for points here. Now, back to the topic of conversations. I want you to practice having a reason for conversations. Figure out your intentions or if another started it, figure out theirs. There is a reason behind conversations. Be mindful to find them. Let me tell you another secret. Something that I practice while sorting out my own, for a lover, thoughts and feelings in an objective manner. I absolutely adore conversations with random people, including men, of course. Now I have a list of physical disqualifiers that'll usually stop me from a conversation. And if someone starts one with me, I'll politely exit the conversation. It's not height or age, well, adult age, race or hair related, just in case your subconscious decides to latch onto a reason to be insecure. I know that my personality green flags are narrow much narrower than the average woman, which is fine. I learned early on that disqualifying uh, candidates for relationships, it fundamentally changed the way I looked at relationships and got me closer and closer to knowing my ideal lover. Lovers. It is important to never build someone up just to crush them. Unless, of course, they're fucking into that. (laughs) But I always fix you, them, in the end. Pulling back up from the muck and into the warmth of my company and adoration. Nobody actually needs to know about this private mental exercise. You don't need to tell your priest or your mates. This exercise will better teach you who you are, know who your type is, and you will move with a more attractive energy. A subconscious radiation of self-worth and value. It's a secret weapon for submissive men, this attractive energy that shouts their worth while never tipping over into ego and toxic masculinity. For most, love just happens. It happens when we least expect it, and if you're one of the lucky ones and happen to fall in love with the right person at the right time, nothing else can come close to that. 
it makes life worth living. But what if that hasn't happened? You're still looking for a lover. You need to realize that nobody is going to give you anything. To get what you want, you have two basic choices. Make it or get it yourself, or the other is to get it from somebody else. When we fall in love naturally, we behave in ways that push each other's pleasure buttons. We very much enjoy making each other smile, and seeing the object of your affection smile is a drug like no other. It's right up there with seeing them cry from yummy things. And if it hasn't happened naturally, then you create it. When you create love in another, they will want to make you smile. They will try to make you smile. They will try to make you laugh and feel happy. It will be completely honest and congruent. They will be very interested in finding out the things about you that make you laugh and smile. They will actively seek your pleasure buttons, whatever they may be, so they can push them over and over and over. They will do so in ways that are impossible to predict. And the more conscious effort you put into creating the feeling of love in them through understanding how this love instinct works, the more they will eagerly seek to find new and never before discovered ways to create feelings in you. But this isn't like some massage chair that you set to work and then just sit back and enjoy. Humans are unpredictable. And that's the fun, isn't it? They behave randomly, unexpectedly, take your breath away, and you won't be able to resist falling in love with them. As if it happened naturally, anyway. And when that level of love shows up, step aside and let it take you where it will. For a moment, I want you to allow your mind to drift back to the very beginning of a relationship and remember those wonderful feelings. Remember showing the best side of yourself, the genuine interest, being thoughtful, considerate, courteous, and kind, the first date, the first kiss, those loving embraces, making your heart beat faster faster at times and you could never think of anything else but your new love. What about the first time you heard, I love you. I love 
you or of saying I love you. Do that now in your mind or out loud to the room. I love you. Again, I love you. And even as you allow yourself to drift deeper into hypnosis, you are immersed in these wonderful feelings now. They are alive, like a fire whose embers have just been stoked, ready for more fuel to make it burn bright, lasting longer. You are willing to add fuel, to do the work, you are determined to get love, keep love, make love last. To keep it alive and bright and to experience these happy feelings, not just now and again, but each and every day. That's why, from now on, you set a daily declaration of I will do the work. You can choose the time or follow my suggestion. Whenever you see the time 1234, you will say, whispered or shouted, I will do the work. Afraid that you'll miss the time? Set an alarm and soon you won't need it. You will find yourself glancing at your phone, watch, or clock and see one, two, three, four. Twelve thirty-four. I will do the work. You know the life you want, the life you want to give another. You're willing and eager and more determined than ever. I know you. I know this about you. For isn't it better to express love for your partner before someone else does? To find her before another does? Be willing to do the work. Be willing to continue to make her feel important. You are here right now because of this. You decided to press play because of this. Bring to mind the one that you love right now. And remember, it doesn't have to just be one. Love isn't a pie that gets cut up and lost. It's endless. It grows and there's plenty to share. So whether you've met her or not, go ahead and bring her to mind. Really notice the things that you love about her or them those special qualities that make her the unique being that you are willing to do the work for. 
the person or persons that you must be with because you know deep inside there is no other option. Imagine being touched in a special way, whispering those words, hearing those words whispered in your ear, sharing secrets and dreams, creating magical feelings together each day. In a moment, going to count to five and at the count of five you can choose whether to wake up fully or drift off into a natural sleep. You know which one is appropriate for right now. One. Or instead, fall off into a natural sleep. 